Hi, and thank you for listening to Fit Inspired Mama podcast. I am your host, Nishma Karim. Have you heard the quote, when women support each other, incredible things happen. Here, I connect with women, female entrepreneurs, mothers, and women who want to raise their voices and inspire others. There are no competition. There are no judgments here. Just simple stories for you. So come along and listen in as we inspire you one episode at a time. I'm seriously very, very excited to have Carrie Green here with me. And the reason why I'm so excited is if you have gotten the chance to sit down and watch our live episodes through live, or sorry, it was create your, your life. Create a life you love. Yeah, you bet. And she was talking a lot about feminism and masculine and how we as a woman need to just love are who we are authentically love who we are internally but not just from there but from the outside of our body and how we can actually tell if we're living a feminine life to a masculine life and I thought hey this is so beautiful this is so beautiful that I needed her to be here on my podcast to inspire all of you because honestly speaking as women we forget so much about just ourselves we forget yeah. how beautiful we truly are. We forget our thoughts are beautiful. We forget how um, much how worth how much worth we truly are. We've gone through so much, not just you know being the woman that we are. Some of us, you know, had babies. Some of us became mothers. Some of us are mm-hmm. sisters. Some of us are our wives. And we we always tend to love people or do more for others. That's how we've grown yeah. up to be, right? Yeah. We've yeah. always yeah. said, okay, I'm going to do more for them. I'll do it for me when I have the time. Yet, yeah, you don't realize we that. We never have the time. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm just, I'm so happy for you to be here, Carrie. Thank you so much for taking your time coming here and talking to me. I'm so, so honored. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so excited to be doing this with you. I could talk about this stuff and it just lights me up from the inside out. I could talk about this stuff all day. So thanks for providing this space to have this amazing conversation. Oh, I truly, trust me, I'm so excited too. So this is what I want to talk to you about. I thought maybe mm-hmm. I'd, ask, I'd start out with the first question yeah, and then you can go on with, with what you feel comfort, comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you know when a woman is not living her feminine side? So Basically, mm-hmm. before we even talk about that question, I want to yeah. I want you to give me some words of feminism. Yeah. Tell me what feminism I, yeah. is. Yeah, let me just di- differentiate between the feminine and masculine energy because I find that um, we have these preconceived notions of what femininity should look like and what feminism is and what masculinity should look like based on our roles and you know traditional things in society. And I'm saying scratch all that. Let's start anew here, just with defining the two polarities within us so it's almost like a yin and yang water and fire hot and cold everything has its equal and opposite sort of side right so the masculine energy and maybe you'll you'll know recognize some of this tendencies in in yourself I certainly did when I started learning about this Um, the masculine energy is action if there was one word for the masculine energy it's action and it is the doing of our human experience so doing action, um, achievements, you know, pride, accomplishments. We need that energy in order to get shit done, stuff done. Sorry, if we don't want to start on the podcast, we need masculine energy to get stuff done. Now, feminine energy on the other side, the one word for feminine energy is connection. 
It is the being of our human being experience. We are not human doings. We are human beings. And as cheesy as that is, it's always a nice reminder for me to kind of come home to the idea, like, am I too much in my doing? Am I just going after my to-do list, my accomplishments, um, trying to get stuff done? And am I missing out on connecting with the people and the moments in front of me? Because I'm so in my head that I can't even be there where my feet are. I cannot be present with the moment and the people. So if you're never present with the people around you, if you're never present with the moment in front of you, you cannot connect. And I think that's where I realized that there was, you know, some, some work for me to be done because I was feeling disconnected in my relationship and I didn't know why. And I was feeling disconnected to females around me, disconnected to anybody really, because I was not acting in both of my zones here. So when we have a nice balance of feminine and masculine, we can ebb and flow with life. You know, we understand the moments we're being called to connect and ground and just be. And then we understand the moments when we need to channel that fire energy, that go, 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 that do, 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 that accomplish, because we, we do need both. And I would say that the, the feminine part or the feminine energy enriches our life. We can have a, a just fine life and we'll get the house, we'll get the car, we'll get the things, we'll get the tech, the ticked off, you know, life items by pursuing our masculine energy. And then we might very well be one of those millionaires who is like, yeah, I'm actually miserable because I'm alone. And so if you never swing back into the feminine energy and channel that, you won't have real intimate, authentic connections with people because you won't ever have it with yourself. Does that make sense? That is so beautiful. Yes, yes, it does make sense. It definitely does make sense. So give us some ideas of how we can become a masculine during the day and how we can become a a feminine during the day. Because I I have a lot. I can tell you so much about me uh, telling you that, you know, I usually become a feminine in the evening and I'm a masculine in the daytime. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. At least you swing back to the point where you're like, okay, now I like center myself. Now I come back home. What do I need to feel nourished? How do I feel loved? How can I just be at peace? You know, um, when we are constantly go, go, go and living in our heads and not in our, our bodies and in the moment, that's when we know we're in a ma- our masculine. When we feel like no matter how many ticks on the to-do list I get done, it doesn't feel like enough. And there's one thing I've learned from all this work is that you cannot do enough in order to feel like you are enough. So if we swing back into the feminine energy is where we can realize we are enough with or without that to-do list. If I say screw my to-do list and I do absolutely nothing today, that's fine because I'm sitting with a different energy, but both sides deserve recognition and, and a chance to kind of show up in our lives so that we can feel the effects. Um, so you were saying, give us some ideas of how, sorry, can you repeat the question? No, no, you gave us a lot. Here's one thing I I want to, um, I just, it just came up in my mind. I think about feminism this way. I think about how you look, how you feel. I also think about how you dress is another Mm -hmm. way of feminism, Mm -hmm. uh, depending on how you basically put yourself out there is another way of feminism. I also believe with all of this together, put together, it's not just about how you look from the inside or how you feel from the inside. I think it's from the way that you feel from outside. And I think it's a very difficult situation right now, especially not just for women, 
but like for, for mothers, you know, everything that they've gone through till today, you know, if they're giving birth or they've given birth to a baby, now they're going through this feminine, this feminism part of their body right now is a, the most difficult time yeah. of, you know, how, how do you get back to that feminism? How do you start to love that body that just created that beautiful being in them? You know, or how do you start loving yourself and not putting everybody first, but also putting yourself first? How, yes. do, you, how do you get there? Because right now at that point, and I remember when, you know, when I was pregnant and I had my little one, I think my whole life for at least a while, I was full on masculine yeah. because I would put on some clothes and I'm like, nope, I can't, yeah. I can't wear that dress. I'm going to wear pants. I'm going to wear these boots. I'm going to cover myself up because I look fat or I look not worthy enough. Yeah right? Yeah. We were masculine the entire time. What am I going to wear? How am I going to do my hair? How am I going to put that makeup on? Um, where, what can I cover? So no one has to see my fat, you know? Right. right. And is so, it ever enough, no matter how much makeup you put on, how hot you look, is it ever enough when you're looking at it from the view of like, how are other people going to perceive this rather than I feel freaking great right now. Like I look good, but we don't, we don't let ourselves feel that because we feel like it's, Mm, just not uh, if we feel like it's um like braggadocious or self-centered or something we've been told as women like you need to take care of everyone else you're here for service basically like you stand behind the leader of the family the man in the family you know that's fine but there's that quote behind every man is a good woman and it's like why are we always having to stand behind right um but I think women have been so shamed from having a positive relationship with our bodies um, we are so shamed away from our pleasure. I don't know if you see the contradiction like I see in our society. Like you don't look good without makeup, but don't wear too much makeup because then you yeah. look gross too. Um, don't dress too promiscuous, but you got to show a little bit so that people are interested in you. Right? Like there's, you know, don't be, don't be a prude. Don't, don't, you know, not sleep around. But then if you sleep around, then you're a slut. So it's like, women can never be perfect in the eyes of the patriarchy if we're just looking at it from the perspective of how we've been set up. And I, I just want to like elaborate on that word a little bit because I know it makes some people uncomfortable. I've talked to some, you know, males who are like, oh, the patriarchy, that's like way outdated, whatever. Um, but I think that it harms males just as much as it harms women because yeah. the patriarchy says, women, you must live, um, you know, like under kind of the the status quo, like you're kind of beneath, right? And for men, it's puts them so much on a pedestal that they're not allowed to have human emotions and they're not allowed to feel sadness. They're only allowed to uh, be a certain way and they're stuck in these traditional roles too. I say, screw it. We need to come back and swing back into like a balance of realizing we are human. We're gonna ebb and flow. We're allowed to have emotions. We're allowed to like have accomplishments, but we need to understand when something's off, right? Yeah. No, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, that that just totally makes sense. So mm -hmm. when when we talk a little bit about feminism, I, I always feel like there is something that could be causing women to close off and not yeah. to connect truly with their body and who mm -hmm. they truly are. So what is it that could be causing that? What is it? And I think you said a few things, some of the the mindset that we have as a, as a, you know, as a woman, you know, if you wear clothes like this, you know, you're going to look bad, but if you wear clothes like this, you're going to look good. If you wear too much makeup, you're going to be known as, 
you know, this, you're wearing a mask or if you put yeah. too little makeup, you know, you're not you're you look tired. You're yeah. always at a judging point. Everyone's always feeling yeah. like you're getting judged or yeah. oh, I'm so done with that. Oh my God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And this is where I feel like the women's empowerment and liberation can come from, which is the movement of feminism. And it's been around for a long time. Um, but if you look at like, you know, little girls and little boys, how often do you hear the statement, boys will be boys? You know, they're roughhousing, they're having a fun time, they're being kids, you know, they're playing, they're getting dirty, whatever, they're being kids, and that's boys will be boys. But little girls, don't you get your dress dirty? I, I made you look pretty today, so you're not allowed to go play in the mud like the boys are. You know, that's that's a boys thing. You know, girls, you be nice. You go hug that aunt, even though you don't want to hug that aunt, you go be nice. You know, go be nice, and you look good. That's the number one thing that like almost is, I don't want to say indoctrinated onto little girls, you know, but we, we dress them up like little dollies and we want them to look pretty rather than be themselves and be this human, you know, experience. We shape their experience around how they look and how they are perceived. And that sticks with us. Does that, that resonate? Yeah. Yeah. And then we feel the shame and we feel the shame for, yeah. You don't realize that. Like, I'll, I'll be honest, like today, my daughter was talking to me a little bit about this purple jacket that I had bought her yeah. with this little cute fur at the top of her head, um, of the toque that she had. And she looked at me and she goes, I don't like this jacket. And I'm like, what's wrong with your jacket? She goes, I just don't like it. And you're making me wear it. Oh. I'm like, it's so cute. And it looks good on you. So just wear it. You'll be fine with it. Yeah. And so I don't have another jacket for her anyways at this point. Yeah, I mean, so like, you know, what are we going to do? The jacket is there. Just wear it. And so she's just like, I'm going to be made fun of, mom. You're making me wear something I don't like. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I remember when I was a child and my parents would make me wear something. Mm. And I really didn't like it. And they would force it on me and how I felt. I'm, I didn't feel good in it. I didn't feel right in it. I didn't feel myself in it. Authentic. And we're yeah. doing that to our kids, not realizing that, right? So I had to sit down with her and said, you know what? I'm going to take you to the store and you go buy the one that you want. I'm sorry. But oh. right now, can you just wear it? Because we don't have another one. And you're going to have to wear that jacket because it's the winter jacket and it's so cold outside. It's cold outside, Yeah. So she was okay with that. And it made her feel a little bit better knowing that, you know, she won't have to wear it all the time again, but you're right. It brought in her feminine side because she was true. She was authentic to herself. He told me the truth. It's not like she didn't want to do it and still did it and felt miserable in it. She knows that she doesn't like it. She doesn't like, she doesn't feel good in it. Then why are we forcing someone to do that? It's just like, you know, our kids are telling us from now how they want to feel and we're removing that from them. And that, that brings in a lot of feminism that brings in a lot of, you know, connections truly to yourself and that, that you just said it, you know, we do it, we do it so much to our kids. We do it to, you know, we were brought up like that, wear this. It's you, you have to wear it. You have no choice. Yeah. Um, And And it creates like like distrust within ourselves. Like you said, it creates disconnection. When you tell a child, if they fall and scrape their knee and they're crying, they're freaking out. They're saying it's a big deal. And this happens so often. We as, oh, I'm not a parent, but I can speak from my childhood experience of like, you're fine. Get up. You're tough. You're fine. Move on. And I mean, sometimes, you know, I get it. It's it's certainly applicable, but sometimes it's where they say like, I know that scared you. 
you know, I know you're feeling scared and I can see you're upset. You know, what can we do to make this, you know, feel a little bit better? Do you want me to kiss it better? Just something to acknowledge the feelings. But we are very quick mm-hmm. to say, you know, you're not feeling that way. Like you literally tell someone that their experience and what they're experiencing in their reality is not true. And so that's exactly how we start to disconnect from our intuition, from our inner knowing, from this inner wisdom, this higher guidance. We disconnect from that voice because we start to trust everyone else's but ourselves. We start to trust the opinions of everyone else. Like if we dress up, we're looking all good. We're looking hot. We got our makeup on and our dress done. If our husband or our partner does not notice, they're in some trouble. <laughs> they're in, they're in oh. some water. And because we're so used to looking for the external validation, we're so used to saying like, well, I dress up. You need to tell me I look good. Whereas Expectation. now expectations. Yeah, expectations, which is what your talk was on. It was so powerful. Like, how about we just know that we look good and we walk out of that room unattached from whether they confirm that or not for us. But if we know we look good, you're going to shine from the inside out. doesn't matter what you're wearing. When you know you look good and that inner confidence is there, you shine like the freaking sun. You reminded me of this one. Uh, I went uh, shopping with a friend and we went and go, went and got glasses, this eyeglasses that I got. They were yeah. like these really nice, like shaped eyeglasses. And they, I just love them. They looked like, I, I put them on and I'm like, damn, these are completely different than what I would get. But they do speak power for my eyes and I love them. So I bring them home and stuff. And, you know, I'm actually really confident with these these glasses. And so I put them on and my husband looks at me and goes, why did you buy that? (laughs) Oh, no. And I was like, I really like them. And he's like, oh, they're just so different on you. And I'm like, I know I really like them. And so, and he, he was just like, oh my God, he just kind of walked away with it. And I still really like them and I still wear them. And so a friend of mine looked at them again and she looked at them and she goes, well, if you're trying to prove some kind of point out there with like, you're trying to be more, you know, you're trying to prove like you're, you're fancy or something, something she said. And I'm like, there's no point I'm proving. And if it does prove a point to some other people, then absolutely. But I love them and I'm going to wear them. And they make me feel classy and they make me feel Mm. good. My confidence in those glasses not only changed their prescription, like the now if they see me in those glasses, they're like, actually, those glasses look really good on me. They look good, yeah. And then just recently, my husband saw me and them again. She goes, he goes, those are really nice. And I'm like, wow, what a change in your perspective compared to what you saw the first time on me. But it was just, it was, it's different. Your confidence, knowing Mm -hmm. that you look good, despite what other people are going to say, that true feminism is your authentic self. Yes. Being who you are. Doesn't matter if someone comes and tells you that doesn't look good. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry you don't like that. I love it because I think it looks really good on me. With or without your approval, I'm going to be confident enough to wear the stuff that I love. And that is your true, authentic self. Yes, exactly. And like you get to wear that knowing that, like, if they don't like it, I'm sorry, that sounds like an issue, not an issue me. That is an issue. You can keep that. That's your problem. <laughs> you can have that. I don't have a problem with how I look. I think I look good. And that's all. That's the only approval. Not I don't want to shit on us, but like I think that's the only approval we should seek to have is our own because we have to be the one to look at ourselves in the mirror at the end of the day. No one else has to go to bed with us if they don't want to. 
<laughs> we have to, we have to live with ourselves. So like it better feel good. It better feel good in this internal environment. You know, the external environment, no matter how many times someone tells you, you look good, you're smart, you're amazing. Do you ever really let that soak in and have a difference in your life if you don't believe it yourself? Right. Until you believe it yourself and have that be your truth and start living that, then you can't accept a compliment because it doesn't feel true for you. But when you create that truth in yourself, when you find that beauty and you know that's true, then you can actually receive that compliment, which is another big thing of um, the feminine energy is being in receiving mode and surrendering to um, sometimes the masculine energy, surrendering to the moment, surrendering to beauty, surrendering to pleasure. You know, when you're so in your head, can you actually biologically experience pleasure no that's you know we have to surrender to the moment and to the sensations and be with them not try to do our way out of the situation or be thinking of our to-do list in your mind absolutely so carrie one last question i just i need to ask you this yeah how can we find joy and laughter and creativity in our lives and how do we start living that true authentic life as all of us always just dream about How can we do that? Oh my gosh. Well, it takes time. First of all, I want to say self-compassion and time and patience is a really big thing in this journey. I tell my one-on-one clients all the time, like, look, you've been thinking this way and feeling this way for 30, 40, 50 years. It's not going to happen overnight. I'm sorry. It's just not. Um, I took a year-long sacred sexuality program where I was every day studying concepts and pleasure practices and all of these things. And I still like have to remind myself to get back there. But it created the space to invite me in. So I think like definitely having a a circle of women or a group that you feel you can openly talk about these things with uh, is very important. I don't know if you've seen, but like the, the idea of being feminine or having pleasure or sexuality, all those things are so taboo in our society that it's hard to even be real when we're talking about them. So if you can find a safe space where this container is created for you to truly talk about how, you know, maybe things don't feel okay in your body or you don't feel safe in your body. So you can't possibly feel safe with a partner until you have that space. You can't really have an honest look at it. Um, But practices that can help us like really kind of come home to this feminine energy and this being, if you can think about masculine is in the head and the feminine is in the the heart and the soul, right? So masculine is kind of ego, which has its purpose. We absolutely need ego as as bad of a reputation as it gets. It's our protector. So we've always needed it. Um, And we also need to listen to our heart and our intuition and have the connection there. So if we can drop out of our head and into our heart, it's dropping out of our masculine into what do I need right now? What would nourish my body, my soul, my mind, is it taking a break? Uh, it's funny when you um, talked about, you know, our create a life you love event, I was taking all my notes and very in my masculine, like I must do and I must practice. I must rehearse. I must have everything down to the T. And I was stressed out that I lashed out of my partner. He's, I think he was bringing me food and I was like, I don't even have time to eat this. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like, so stressed that I needed to tell the world about it. And I was like, wait a second. It's not, he didn't, overload me with work. I did this. Okay. So how can I swing back into my being and my knowing and my centeredness of calm amongst the storm that is my to-do list? So I just dropped my to-do list for the day and took a walk. I took a bath. 
I think I did a pleasure practice. I had a dance. I just like fully was like, what do I need? How do I get back to a place of feeling a good energy within myself? How do I get back to inspired, creative place? And that sometimes looks like um, stopping studying, going for a walk, stopping your to-do list and just taking a moment to be meditate, you know, dance, um, connect with a friend. How do I get back to this place of me? And I, it's funny because it seems so counterintuitive to us. We're like, no, if we just power through this to-do list, we'll get so much more done. Sometimes the most productive thing you can do is just rest. And then when you come back for, from your rest or your walk or something that restored you, then you come back with this inspired energy and you have so much more good energy to put towards your to-do list anyways. It doesn't feel like such a chore. It feels like, oh, okay, cool. Now I just get to do the, the chores or the dishes or the laundry and enjoy myself while I do it because I took time to make myself a priority first. And I think like we have this narrative around self-love, like we must put ourselves first. And it's kind of like the, the hip thing to do right now. And I'm like, until we actually follow through with that, Instead of just saying it, we can't just say, I'm going to put myself first. I'm going to put my needs first. You need to show up for yourself. You need to make time to spend time with yourself and build that self-relationship so that you know where it's at and you have this connection within yourself that you can bring out into the external world. And I think we're very, really good at saying it. And we're really good at being like, I have my affirmations. I have these things I do, you know? But I think until you show up and communicate to every cell and fiber of your being that you are important because I'm giving you my time and energy and love and affection. And that is how we we show anyone outside of ourselves that they're important. We, you know, if you think of when you're first starting a relationship, you're spending every second you can together. You're asking that person questions. You're you're wanting to do stuff with them. You're buying them gifts. You're making them a priority. When we start to do that for ourselves is when we can really kind of come home and realize that you know, what's in alignment here? What's out of alignment? What, what needs some like internal cleanup here? But if we always remain in our head and pursuing our to-do list, that stuff will never be important enough until it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. It is so, it is so, it's, it's so wonderfully said that you said that because I, one thing that got to my mind when you were saying that is the amount that you love your kids or someone, your partner, how much you love them, turn it around and start loving you that same way, even more. Yeah. Yeah. And making it a a priority because then the love you give to your kids and your partner, I don't know about you, but in my experience, when I'm taking care of everyone else before myself, there's never any room for me. And then I start to resent them. They've never asked me to, but I start to get bitter of being like, well, I'm spending all my time taking care of us and the household and cooking the meals and all the things. They've never asked me to do that. But all of a sudden, I put this expectation on myself that it's all my responsibility instead of asking for help or, you know, delving out the um, cleaning duties or something. Instead of finding ways to bring in help, I just think I'll do it all myself. And then I'm resentful for it. (laughs) Yeah, that's the big thing is vulnerability. Well, guys, I can't say it's vulnerability, but just kind of asking for that help, asking for you know, knowing that it's okay to ask um, for that help, but to also know that all that stuff that you have, everything that you have that you need to get done, you know, take a deep breath. Yeah. And, uh, remember where you're actually at and remember how grateful you are to maybe even have some of that stuff. Like, I don't think I would have all that laundry if I didn't have my yeah. kids. 
Oh. Uh, I don't think I would have yeah. all those dishes if I didn't have food to eat. Mm, you know? um, that's beautiful. I, I don't think I would have had a, a messy house if I didn't have a fun, enjoyable family to enjoy. Uh, yeah. Oh, my kids would not be playing with all her toys. They wouldn't be running and laughing and stuff if I didn't have that messy house. So, you know, I look at it in, in that way and say, I'm so grateful. Yes, I got to clean that house every single day. Like I just had a yeah. massive party, but that's okay. Yeah. I got to get to do it because you know what, they're going to grow up one day or life is going to change one day and things are just not going to be the same way every single day. Things are going to change. Yeah. It's going to be like that. Think about yourself when you were 20 years before, 20 years ago, where were you at that time? Where are yeah. you now? Think about how much life changed. Do you don't think that 20 years from now, things are going to change again? Yes, they exactly. will. Are you and if you're intentional about it, yes. Yeah. If you're intentional about it, it can change for the better. Like nothing is permanent you know, unless we like try and keep it the same, always change is so inevitable. And if we can have say in how we're changing, like if we can, if we can learn in the ways we want to change and how do I become a better person or the best version of me and align our kind of GPS to that, then like the changes can be amazing. We can have our dream life, but we're often our own limitations as much as we're our solution. We are sometimes our own problem. Yeah, it's so true, right? That, yeah. that, that bubbles up to everything uh, is the way that we think, the way that we, we feel of ourselves, who we truly are. And then from there, things start to happen. So it's if you are not happy with who you are, you're not happy with the person that you are inter- internally and outside physically, uh-huh. in every form of way, you're going to start resenting things that are outside of you. You're going to start yeah. pointing fingers at things that are not even your fault or they're not even anything to do with you. It's just you know, you're resenting things that are just there just because you want to blame others, but you're not really looking internally to see what the actual problem is from the inside of you before you start blaming. You are the problem. You have issues. You have that. You have that problem. Yeah. The world is just literally holding up a mirror to our own inner BS, I think. Like, and until we realize that the mirror is pointing right back at us, we can't take responsibility for, um, you know, the thoughts and the beliefs and the actions because we think they're all external. But I, something I tell my clients all the time is like, we're going to work on cleaning up your internal environment, like your thoughts, your beliefs, your actions, your body, your home. Like we take this body, mind, and soul with us everywhere. This is our home, our original home. And until we clean up our home, we're not going to see the home around us change. But once we clean up our home inside, we take this beautiful place of peace and beauty and understanding, love, compassion. You can take that into every situation. And that's how I think, I think there's a quote where it's like, if something doesn't change inside of you, it won't change. Or when you change how you view the world, the world around you changes, right? So when we clean up our internal environment, it does affect our external environment. It affects how people treat us. It affects how people act around us. Um, you know, we start asking for what we need and all of a sudden people can give us the respect and the love and the admiration that we've always wanted from them, but we need to give it to ourselves first. Beautifully said. I love it. I love it. You just said it all, all in one little sentence. And I think it's so perfect. Um, Carrie, you're, you're doing something, right? You're doing some kind of, um, challenge or something that's coming up. Give us more details about that. Absolutely. So it was inspired originally, like, you know, we all went through lockdown the past couple of years and kind of what a shit show that was. Sorry. But it was uh, originally I created a challenge like, okay, I'm seeing a lot of people around me suffering. They're saying they're not doing well. How do we kind of come together as a community and spend some time together infusing positive habits and like creating some good momentum, right? 
Um, and so originally I did a challenge called surviving lockdown. And so this one is based off of that. I took kind of the best parts of that. And now we're adding a focus of self-love. So it's called self-love 101, 21 days of wellness and fun, where we are going to be doing things that will help our physical health, our mental health and our spiritual health. And I think I've left that one to be a little surprised for the group members too, because I don't know um, if everyone heard about that, they're going to be meditating and journaling with their higher self and things like that. I didn't know if it would deter them. So we're going to see how it goes. But I, I have a group of 20 women. Uh, there's actually two men in there as well. And we are every day going to be pushing ourselves to look inwards. There's a daily question. And then there's a daily gratitude, a daily um, water intake. And then there is a daily challenge. So today I have to do 50 squats. That's our, that's our challenge throughout the day. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm going to be doing it for 21 days. And then I'm going to also be releasing a course sometime in the new year. I'm in no rush. I'm waiting for these inspired pieces to come, but I want to create something, a safe container for women. Like I was talking about that can foster this like homecoming within ourselves and our, and our feminine energy and allow us to be and rest and restore and truly like learn what that looks like, um, and have a community to support each other through. And I also want to talk in there about sexuality, because I think the sexuality course I took was like pretty out there, woo woo, you know, you're like connecting with the universe and it's not for everyone. You know, I've, I've uh, told a couple of people to go check out my teacher and her program. And they're like, that is way too out there for me. So I want to create something for the like modern day, a busy woman of like, how do we self-care? How do we fill ourselves up with so much pleasure and joy and love um, that we just automatically radiate that. And how do we be the center for that? That invites other people to be their vulnerable, open, authentic, feminine being and self. It sounds so wonderful. I'm so excited yeah. for all these women that are going to come joining you and, you know, being there with you and, you know, bringing that, that's something else that I remember you had said, you know, when you get a group of women and you get a group of people together and you just feel that joy and that connection and you uplift them and you, you know, you, you tell them how amazing we, we uplift each other. We just, we do things for each other. We help each other. And it just brings that community even more closer and more closed up knowing that we've done something good. Right. So that's, that's, that is so beautiful. It's, it's so perfect. Carrie, if anyone wants to get a hold of you or they're mm -hmm. trying to like, yeah, I want a little bit more information on this is how do I get to, uh, how do how would they do that absolutely so um best place that I often share like you know insights and um anything I've got going on and um you know fun stories throughout my day is Instagram I do love Instagram so it's Carrie Green 1111 like 1111 and mm -hmm. Carrie is spelled K-A-R-I so Carrie Green 1111 uh, or you could look on the website CarrieGreenCoaching.com carriegreencoaching.com. Perfect. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put that into mm -hmm. our description just so awesome. that they have it all there and they're ready, you know, if they need to get a hold of you in any way possible. I have yeah. you on Instagram, so I'll add that on the Instagram too. Amazing. Perfect. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for everything that you're doing. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me and making this so real. I am so, so touched by everything we had talked about today. So oh. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really amazed. This was a good topic for me. And it was, it really brought my um, intuition up it also brought my energy up and I needed that this morning so I'm, I'm really really yeah. happy that we did that I had my tea ready we lost power for like a second or two seconds it was it was a it was a really bad rainy day today but it, oh, the it, was, 
the ebb and flows of life. And honestly, thank you so much. I I too needed the energy and the like uh, boost this morning. So thank you so much for holding the space. Is there one more thing that I can just say quickly? I feel like I forgot to preface on like feminine, masculine energy. It really has nothing to do with gender. I tell everyone this because I think, again, we have those preconceived notions. This has nothing to do with gender. This is an energetic thing. This is something that we all have. Every man, every woman, every gender uh, non-conforming person has this feminine and masculine energy in them. And I think our society values the masculine energy so much, the accomplishment, the to-dos, the achievements so much that we forget to come back to our most um, like foundational human element of being, you know, and being in joy and being in pleasure and surrendering to the moment, being present, right? We're never grounded enough. And for me, I, like you said too, we chase the achievements, the accomplishments, the things so much that we never get a space to just be and create this like foundation of, of love and connection within. So ever, if ever someone is wanting to look into their feminine energy or connect to that more, the one question I encourage people to ask themselves is what makes you feel connected? Is it a deep conversation? Is it a bath? Is it a central uh, practice? Is it this morning I had to have a dance and I was not in a, like the high vibe, like what kind of dance mode? I was more like, Oh, there's like a sadness in me. There's a sultriness. There's like a sensualness. Like I just need to like, you know, come home to this body. And so I just kind of swayed, you know, I just kind of moved in the way that, that brought rhythm and brought feeling and sensation back in my body, because I think we tend to dissociate when there's the sadness or discomfort in our body. We just pursue our to-do list instead, but I'm like, let's sit with this. Let's acknowledge that I, I, it's, I'm a human being and we have a range of emotion and that's okay. And how do I like let this sadness be here and maybe even move it through? So thank you for helping me move that through. I feel completely elated now after uh, a deep conversation because something that helps me feel connected is deeply um, conversing about things I feel are important. So yes. Oh my God. The deep conversations are amazing. Absolutely. Thank you, yeah. Carrie. I am so wowed with this and I'm so excited. I can't wait to re-listen to this when it's out and live. And uh, I want to say to everyone else, I really, really do hope that you got some really good insights mm-hmm. from Carrie. I'm so excited for her and all the stuff that she's putting together and, and bringing out to er- in every one of you. So please look out for that. I will put everything in my description below. Um, please make sure you guys Say hi to her if you guys do get a chance to like text or message her or whatever. Other than that, have a wonderful, wonderful week. Don't forget to subscribe. Please do. It's one of the best things I ever do. This is how I'm able to bring more and more amazing women just like Carrie on this podcast. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week. Take care. Thank you, Nish.